All right, welcome to episode number 53 of the Illini Basketball Podcast. I think it's episode 53, right? Uh, That seems correct. All right, so we're going to start this one by saying that if they would have lost that game on Friday, we would be seeing this. Underwood. Thin ice! (laughs) That's what we'd see, and that's what it would come down to. It didn't. Uh, Thankfully, I think there's one player that Underwood should probably thank on many occasions uh, due to that. 77-72, overtime win for the Illini. They go to overtime with, you know, what some would say is the worst team in the Big Ten. I do think it's pretty close between Northwestern and Nebraska as to who is the worst team in the conference. But uh, we both, you know, thought they could win this game by double digits. Uh, It didn't look like they would ever actually do that for the entire game. So. Yeah, uh, you can't spot a team nine points out the gate and and expect to win by double digits after that. Yeah. Uh, it started out really ugly, um, and it didn't get a whole lot better during the game, but Nebraska was just – their size, I think, is what, what really hurt Illinois, just their length on the defensive end. They really packed the lane. Underwood didn't want to shoot 35 threes. I think they shot 21 anyways, so um, – not exactly how they wanted to attack it, but uh, you know when when it's going bad and you don't know what to do, you just give the ball to Io. You know, so uh, Io clearly the player of the game here. Um, Thirty-one points, twelve of twenty-three shooting. He didn't shoot very well starting off, and then kind of got his rhythm. Um, only three rebounds, so his his rebounds were down again. Um, but I think that has a lot to do with Nebraska's length, also. Six assists, four steals in 42 minutes. So he played all but three minutes of the game, and Illinois needed him for all that time. He uh, scored the last 15 points um, for the Illini during regulation, like the last 750, I believe. And then he scored like the first five or seven in overtime um, and just just was just really good, really proved um, how good he is in this game and uh, 31 points was his career high for a big 10 game. Um, And uh, Underwood said of him, like he always does. It was his time was really unique as he had not played that great. He missed some opportunities. He normally doesn't. So um, like I said, he was, he was struggling for a while. And then all of a sudden it was just kind of like he, he knew if this team was going to win, that he was going to have to take over. So uh, I, I thought his biggest shot of the night was uh, 20 seconds left in overtime. Um, he did kind of this, you know, between the legs shimmy move and hit an 18 footer, um, just shots that you expect IO to make in big moments. And he continued to do it. So um, he was, he did struggle from the line five of eight from the free throw line. Um, Illinois overall was not good from the line. I think they were 68%, 63%, so 14 to 22. What was Nebraska? Uh, Nebraska was 17 of 25 for 68%. It's better than I um, thought. Yeah, they yeah, they made some, they had some ugly free throws, but uh and Iowa did have four turnovers. Um I know that's a big glaring thing that a lot of people pointed out. Oh yeah player of the year, but he had four turnovers. Well, I mean, when you have the ball most of the time, sometimes you should turn it over. So, um, yeah, but, uh, what'd you put here? Second player in the last 
25 seasons. In the last 25 seasons in the Big Ten to have a triple-double and a 30-point game in consecutive games. Denzel Valentine with Michigan State did that. So that stat is from ESPN Stats and Info, I think, on Twitter. Okay. Uh, they tweeted that. So anytime that, you know, you get recognition from the quote-unquote big dogs, you know, you got to you gotta throw it out there. And uh, I think Io just proved, you know, he is uh, – he's built for March and yeah. he's one of a few players, I think, in college basketball that can do this and completely take the game over, and he has to do it. And that's the thing. And that's why I think – you know, if, if you are someone, and I thought this for a while up until the last couple of weeks, that, you know, the national player of the year race is over, I don't think it's over because I think, you know, Io is, first of all, he is the absolute number one guy on this team. Nobody's mm-hmm. even close. And if you look at Iowa, they have a lot of really good college players, and Wieskamp can take a game over. Garza, you know, they can win games with Garza not doing much. He had eight points against Michigan State. They beat him by 30. So I think people need to take that into consideration. I do think the race is tightening up, but it's going to be really hard to convince some people, I think, to uh, go to the other side. Yeah, and Garza had eight points today. Was that right? Is that what he said? Eight, eight points? points yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday. Um, but I think Iowa ended up winning that game by 30 anyways. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Iowa's just been really good. Um I saw Tim Doyle uh, doesn't even have him on his All-American team, which what a slap in the face that is. You know, I I really like Tim. Uh, you know, I we go a ways back. I was watching, you know, his content like five or six years ago, you know, yeah. former player at Northwestern. I don't understand that. Who Who's his All-American team? Uh, it is Garza. Okay. Corey Kispert. Jared Sweet. Butler. Yep. Cade Cunningham. And then uh, Charles Bassey. Okay, dude. I mean, first of all, Western Kentucky. <laughs> why would he have two centers on there? Yeah, I think Bassey's an All-American, like a third-team yeah. guy, probably maybe second team. But I think they said he that he centers? does he does a lot of games in that conference. So that's well, that's definitely true. Yeah, in the in Conference USA. So that might have been a reason. Tim why is he did officially that. down a peg on my yeah. uh, on my likability factor. <laughs> I used to yeah. like him a lot more now. Yeah, what the hell's he doing? Um, and Underwood, you know, had a few other things to say, uh, some pretty good quotes. I thought, uh, this one, I don't know what the last chapters are going to look like, but the middle ones are damn hellacious. Okay. So, you know, hard rocking dude is damn hellacious these days. So, I mean, I, and, you know, yeah. And I think we sentiment with, you know, all of us feel this. I'm glad number 11 was on our team tonight. Uh, if yeah. Iowa was not on this team, um, you know, I, I, Illinois might have lost by 15. So. That's what probably makes me and a lot of other people worried about next season, but I'm trying to enjoy right. this one. Right, exactly, and that's that's all we can do. We're, we're going to enjoy this and enjoy the ride with Iowa and Kofi. So. I'm also going through the uh, Twitter of Tim Doyle, and yesterday he said Western Kentucky slash Rice now on CBS Sports Network. Yeah. Okay, he was doing that game. So. Big Western Kentucky guy. So. I'm not trying to take away from Bassey. I think he's a great player, and uh, yeah. you know he's definitely worthy of being on one of the All American teams. But to have him on the first team, uh, and the other thing is like two centers makes yeah. no sense. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, and and uh, the only reason I saw that pop up is because uh, at a lion eye that Robert, I don't know what his last name is, uh, posted 
a thing that said uh, Io is the only player in the last 11 years to average at least 20.6 rebounds and five assists. So once in a decade talent and you don't have them on your uh, first team. All-American ballot, you know, I don't know. But um, some some old Illini are calling for player of the year for Io. Latulip was tweeting about it. Uh, Myers Leonard was tweeting about it. So uh, we got to make sure he's an All-American first, right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. So, um, And, you know, it, 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 Io was really good. Kofi also really good. Um, he he was slow to start out the gate. Uh, Nebraska kept just just compressing down on them. Couldn't get the ball to him. But once they finally did, uh, Kofi, 21 points, 7 of 8 shooting, 13 rebounds, and 4 blocks. So pretty impressive numbers. His 14th double-double of the season. And Underwood said of him, he's doing this as a freshman and sophomore. He imposes his will and strength and girth on people. And he wears you out over time. Pretty impressive. That's what he should do. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but great game by Kofi. Uh, like I said, it's, it's the two-headed monster. Um, but but they did have guys, you know, uh, Miller threw in 10, Frazier threw in 10. So it wasn't like they didn't do anything. Their shooting wasn't spectacular. But, uh, you know, you're always going to need Kofi and Io to come out, and, and they definitely did. Um, Kofi is now averaging 18.9 points per game, 11.4 rebounds per game, and shooting a solid 69% from the field in nice. the 10 games. So, um, Grandison only got six minutes, is still starting. Um, I don't know if that's going to last much longer. Uh, I, I think I this like, was the game that kind of did it. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if he started in overtime. I, I wasn't paying that close. I don't think that he started overtime. Um, I really didn't think that he would start the second half, but um, like I said, he played six minutes, had a steal, a turnover, and an assist, and missed his only shot. So I think his defense is really a liability. And when you have DeMonte, who is known for his defense, I think that you have to get him in the game. Um, DeMonte ended up playing 32 minutes, five rebounds, didn't take a shot, two assists, two blocks. So um, he's got to stop. You know, I love I love his attitude. I love his bulldog mentality, but he's got to calm down a little bit. He's going to cost Illinois a game one of these days um, with getting teed up or a flagrant or something. Um, he almost did it. Uh, what game was that? They all run together anymore. But when uh, he did that, that one game <laughs> and, you know, Illinois was up like seven or something. And it it kind of could have got the team back in it. But um, State. Might have been Penn State. I feel like it was a red team, but I can't remember. Ohio um, State. <laughs> <laughs> well, they lost that game, so I guess that maybe he did. Maybe he already lost one, and we just don't know it. <laughs> um, like I said, Frazier uh, had ten points. I, I thought he played okay. Um, didn't do anything too bad. I felt when he was in the game, uh, he really helped on the defensive end like he always does. Um, had a nice pick and a breakaway mid-game. Um, and, and it, you know, McGowan's – it seemed like he could do whatever he want when Trent wasn't in the game. Um, but McGowan shot 5 of 20 from the field. Um, so, Miller did a really good job on him, I think. Uh, and uh, uh, your boy Ace Wolf, uh, God, his shot is just – I don't know. Sometimes it looks good, but a lot of times it's it's just not close. And I don't know what's going on with that. 
I I don't know either. I don't think it's ever going to be fixed at this point. You know, it's February. I don't think <laughs> yeah. we're going to see much difference. And, and uh, I just went back, by the way, and DeMonte did start in overtime. And I also went back and watched that possession again. Can you imagine if they called a foul on Io on that last possession for Nebraska? Yeah, oh everybody kept saying that the refs bailed out Illinois. That's BS. I mean, Dude, that's I not, didn't. It didn't look like a foul to me. No, I, it looked like something that they would call probably in the middle of the game. Yeah, but not. but you can't call that at the end. And I'm yeah. glad they didn't. And also, I think a lot of people went with this. We did. Hoiberg is too good for Nebraska. I think. Yeah. Uh, wow. He's too good of a coach. Too smart of an offensive coach. To have the team execute that poorly down the stretch, you have 20 seconds left to win the game. It's a tie yeah, game, and you know he drew oh up something God. good. Like I texted you, I said this isn't good. Fred's gonna do something great, and the dude just dribbled. McCowan's just dribbled the whole time. Um, it's terrible. That happens a lot in college basketball, but the way Nebraska was cutting to the rim, um, Illinois was really struggling against them. Um, but uh, Curbelo, I. He was he was not great. Um, I can't remember. I don't know who was announcing the game, but he kept saying how Curbelo was the reason Illinois was coming back in this game. Sean Morris. Sean Morris. He's an idiot. Yeah, his name Sorry, is spelled S H O N. There's a serious problem yeah. there. Um, Curbelo uh, had three turnovers, over three from the field. Uh, he did have four boards. So in ten minutes or whatever he played, he had more rebounds than Io, which is. Yeah, I mean, like you said, the the games do run together. I think this was the game where you – it might have been the last game, the Wisconsin game. One of those games you texted me, get him out about Curbelo. It might have been both games. It was this one. I think think it actually happened in both games because he was getting dummied by Trice. Yeah, Yeah. he couldn't play defense. Um, He's becoming a, you know, big liability defensively. But – you know, when they were down 9 nothing, I think that's when he came in. He kind of helped get yeah, them going. That, that st- steal and that little push pass was nice. Um, yeah. but, but That's like all he's been doing recently. He's like but coming think, off the bench and getting the team going, and then after that he's just bad. Yeah, and he had like two or three turnovers. Like his three turnovers were on like consecutive possessions, which is, is not fun. I also think teams are taking away his space a lot more now too because when he's driving to the hoop, he has no room to do anything. Right. Right. And, and, you know, I, I, I despise the Underwood weave um, and, and doing it, doing it in this game, uh, you know, Nebraska was, they weren't moving. They were just letting them weave out front, but I do like it when it does get motion going to the basket. But the only guys that do that are IO and Curbelo and Curbelo is having a hard time because guys are reaching. He, he leaves the ball out too much. Um, you know, it's too open for people to sneak a hand in there and knock it away. And you see that a lot, but, but when it, when, when the weave is, is good is when you get downhill and you do those things and they just don't have, I mean, besides IO, they don't have anybody that can do that. Um, They do run a nice set out of the weave sometimes, but it's, it's few and far between. Um, But I I thought it was nice. Uh, Underwood realized that Hawkins is on this team again. Um, so Hawkins got a, got a solid 10 minutes. I thought he played really well, made his only three, um, was two of five from the field. So, you know, maybe he's going to play a little bit more now. Who You know, he might play no minutes next game against North He uh, He got a little too confident for me there for a few minutes. I, he was good, yeah, but – I'm okay with confident. that, though. Like, yeah. you know, how is he not – you play well when you're confident, you know. That's – I understand. Yeah, I don't there know. Were, there were times where – 
he would go to the hoop, but Grandison does the same thing, and I don't like it. So. Yeah, I think he's going to be – I think Hawkins should get more minutes than Grandison the next game. I don't know if it will happen because, you know, how Underwood's uh, rotations are from game to game, very different. But yeah. I was just thinking, like – On who did good in practice. So How many coaches are there in the country right now that are, like, a mix between what Hoiberg does well and what Underwood does well? Like, Underwood is good at, like, recruiting and, like – Straight up, you know, players coaching, he gets asked motivating, you know, and then Hoiberg is much more of an X's and O's guy. Yeah, how many guys are in the country that can do both of those things super well? It's it's got to be a very short list, probably not very many. I mean, that's that's the game these days is you have you have guys that are good together, and that's the thing. Nebraska, Nebraska is going to be good next year, I think. Um, how good, like. They can win a Big Ten game good or like they won a Big Ten six. game today, by the way. They beat Penn did State. They, did they win? Oh yeah, they did. Yep. Congrats to them. So I and that's it. I think I think Illinois kind of caught Nebraska not at a great time. I mean, they were playing two, three games in a row, um, you know, kind of getting that cohesiveness. And and I think Illinois just kind of ran into it. And, you know, sometimes you overlook teams. You look at you look yeah. at a team and say, Oh, they're Owen. 11 or whatever in the big 10 and and this is what happens but you know they snuck it out the last guy i got to mention georgie two i think he had three fouls in six minutes good job georgie <laughs> uh <laughs> i think i'm glad illinois caught them on friday instead of today yeah. they caught him today probably would have lost that game but uh you know this is like you know the illinois teams of the last three or four years probably don't win this game I think. Right. Um, and I think the fact that when they were down five or six with, you know, yeah. three minutes, I was worried. Honestly. I thought it, I think the panic button was being down 61 56. Yeah. That's what and then, cause that was after they hit a lat may and hit a three. Mm-hmm. And then it was what? 66 64. And then he hit another one, right? Or no, he missed the, missed the second. Yeah. It was in and out. So. It was 66 or it was 66 64 with Nebraska at the free throw line and Banton, Missed a free throw by about seven feet to the left. Mm-hmm. And then Io tied the game. People probably thought that could have been a foul for an and one. I don't blame them for not calling that. And then Illinois wins the game. But, you know, um, Nebraska's length was definitely a problem. And, you know, a lot of big teams or big 10 teams are like that. Yeah. They have those big guys. So yeah. big guys that can move. So, like, you know, and maybe it was a good thing that Illinois didn't play Michigan. Um, I'm not saying that that's, yeah, I don't know. That's not going to be different um, when you play somebody else. But you know what? I just can't stand Michigan fans because, oh, Nebraska took you to overtime. Blah, blah, blah. Anyways, I didn't get caught up in that. <laughs> I did. I did. But. That's more on me. So I don't know. Uh, you know, Illini fans, a win is a win, as we say. Uh, let's let's not hang our heads over this. Uh, I think Io had a had a great quote after the game. He said, "At the end of the day, that left column says win. There's no moral victories. There's no almost wins. It just says win. I'm grateful to get this win. So um, you better win on Tuesday." He better win on Tuesday because we're not getting beat by Chicago's team. Um, yeah. And then a uh, couple more quotes I got uh, just from Underwood. Uh, me, you, me and you, you know, we're both big golf guys. We like golf. Um, I thought that Underwood had a very good comparison. Underwood said of this game, it's like shanking a tee shot into the rough behind a tree, punch it out, miss the green and save par. 
He said, you put you put par on the scorecard and nobody has drawn a picture. And that's what he kind of told his players that that, you know, we escape in very ugly fashion. So does Underwood want to go golfing with us this summer? I don't know, but we need we need to work on that. Definitely. Well, we can't even get him on this podcast, so you True. know, doing something with him in person probably won't happen. And <laughs> we can well hey, maybe I'll work on that. Maybe you're not as good at, at getting people. I mean, I'm fine with you doing that. I think we need to get Underwood on this summer. So Sounds good. Sounds that's good. That's my thought um, on that. The only other thing that I saw uh, is the people of Twitter are saying that the rest of the players just stand around and watch IO. What do you think of that? Um, I mean, it's true, is it not? I mean, but was was the game plan the last seven minutes not get the ball to IO and let him do IO things? How's that the team's fault? I think the game plan was three man weave, and then I was like, no. <laughs> true. True. So the uh, player of the game tracker that I've been doing yeah. is uh, we both picked IO for this game. So that's six for IO in the season. So we are not giving him the Michael Jordan treatment. Well, we both have him at six. You know, other guys, uh, I believe Kofi is at four for you and three for me. Frazier's at three. Miller is at uh, – or you have Frazier at two. I have Frazier at three. I have Kofi at three. You have Kofi at four. I have Miller at two. You have Miller at two. Uh, you have Curbelo at two. I have him for zero, so I'm probably a hater. <laughs> um, I have DeMonte four times because I think early – DeMonte season, he, was, he was making every shot and playing mm-hmm. good defense. So Ohio – Now he's back to not taking shots. Ohio, Duke – Rutgers and Purdue are the four DeMonte games that I picked. Uh, you had DeMonte once, so you're a hater. Uh, you had Georgie twice. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> you had Georgie twice. I had him once, and that's okay. it. So, Io's yeah. at six. Way ahead. Well, we do have a comment. Uh, huge fan of the show. You guys should do love callers. Uh, I, know it's, <laughs> I know it's Valentine's Day, but I think he means live callers. So, I mean, um, I'm cool with that. Yeah, I don't know how we do that on this, but maybe we can figure it out. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> maybe you should figure that out. That's your job. But Sounds thanks, like Josh. Appreciate it. Appreciate the like kind words. Where do you think they're going to be in the AP tomorrow? Five. I think so. Villanova lost. Um, yeah, but couldn't you see? Couldn't you see? Like I could see somebody bumping someone over them. I could see somebody jumping them just because Nebraska took them into overtime. It's ridiculous if somebody does that. Does that? That's the most of the people that vote for the AP are examples of uh, you know what? What do you want to call them? Idiots that don't really pay enough attention, or their system sucks. Like, hey, you only beat Nebraska by five, as if a win is not a win, is a win is a win in the Big Ten. You only beat them by five in overtime. Let's go ahead and drop you a couple and put someone ahead of you. Right. Uh, That's the system. I, like, yeah, you know, I don't know who would jump them, you know. Um, West Virginia. No, they lost, didn't they? Texas Tech. West Virginia. What about Oklahoma? Oklahoma oh, beat yeah. West Virginia. They're 12. You think they'd jump all the way up to. Five? I think they'll jump to seven or six. Yeah. I think, I think that, that it doesn't. I see. We're going to talk about this tomorrow on the countdown to March Madness number two, but mm-hmm. a lot of people not respecting the former Illini coach, Long Kruger. Nobody really having him on coach of the year list. I mean, are, have you seen the job he's doing there? They're literally probably the second or third best team in the conference. Yeah. And they have a lot of really good wins. Yeah. Like, 
Ron Kruger, I mean, he goes places and he wins. He's he's a great coach. Yeah, and uh, you know, would you take him back Former right now? I, no, I wouldn't either. <laughs> I'm fine with Brad, although I don't always agree with him. I'm fine with Brad. Like they have five losses, five quad one losses, and five quad one wins. They beat Alabama. They beat West Virginia. They beat Texas. They beat West Virginia again, and then they beat Kansas. So, and then their quad one losses, you know, they lost Texas Tech twice. They lost to Baylor. They lost to Xavier, weirdly, in December. But, uh, you know, and they lost to Kansas once. But the fact that people aren't giving them enough respect, pretty surprising to me. But, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll do some Coach of the Year stuff tomorrow on the Countdown to March Madness podcast, which, you know, fancy stuff. That'll be, I guess, 4 o'clock. I don't know. Uh, but uh, in the Big Ten. Before we get into the Northwestern Illinois game on Tuesday, uh, Maryland is beating Minnesota 16 to 6 right now. Wow. So Minnesota continues to be the we can't play on the road, we're only good at home team. <laughs> Minnesota is such a weird name. Like they beat Purdue barely at home. Yeah. And uh, Illinois plays them at home on the 20th, I think next Saturday is that game. So that's going to be a tough matchup playing them at the bar. And I think the last time they played there was Io's freshman year, and I think Illinois won that game. Unless they played last year at the bar, did they? I don't know if they did. I thought they did. Maybe they did. That's probably a game that I Am forgot. I crazy? I could be crazy. I probably forgot the game. Some games go over the head, you know. Yeah. True, true. So they played – Minnesota, they played them at home and beat them 59-51, and they did not play at Minnesota last year. So the last time they played at Minnesota at the barn was, as everybody knows, um, January 30th of 2019, and they won that, or they lost that game 86-75. So I guess it was a year before that where they went into the barn and beat them, or they just lost that game and I forgot. I don't know. I feel like they played a lot better in that game. Maybe I'm losing it. I don't know. We don't know. Probably. Nobody knows. Probably losing it. What do you think about Minnesota? I think they're just very iffy. Yeah, they haven't beaten them at the bar in a while. I was wrong. I don't know what I was. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Minnesota is one of those teams that you, I, I feel like you don't want to play, but you also don't know what Minnesota team is going to show up. So Illinois yeah. runs like that sometimes too. When Illinois beat the brakes off of them, let's not let's not get it twisted. When <laughs> Illinois beat the brakes off of them in Champaign, Robbins was in foul trouble early. So if you can get him in that again, feel good about it. I like Illinois guards and their ability to guard Marcus Carr. Yeah. And make other guys make shots. So that's a big factor. I don't know. Um, I guess we'll go into the Illinois Northwestern game, which will be Tuesday at 8 o'clock on Big Ten Network. You have the 14 and 5, 10 and 3 in the Big Ten Illinois, taking on 6 and 12, 3 11, 3 and 11 in the Big Ten Northwestern. So, first matchup, the weirdest basketball game probably ever. <laughs> yes. Illinois losing, you know, 43 28 at the half. And then they outscore them 53 to 13 in the second half and win the game by 25. Absolutely. Made no sense. 81 56. Uh, you look at the numbers. 
you know, Kofi at 18, Iowa at 15, and Frazier and Miller both at 14. So a lot of guys contributing in that game. It wasn't just one guy, you know, doing the the job. But um, Northwestern hasn't won in a long time. So uh, Haslametrically speaking, of course, uh, Illinois' eighth overall, Northwestern is 74th. Offensive efficiency and defensive efficiency sees Illinois 16th in offensive and 8th in defensive. Northwestern 92nd offensively, 55th defensively. Strength of schedule is the one advantage for Northwestern. Illinois 12th and uh, Northwestern 4th. Expected outcome, Illinois 76.95 to 63.78. So expecting a a comfortable 13-point winner. So they did have Illinois beating Nebraska by about 16. (laughs) That's a tough one. Uh, Northwestern started out 3-0 in the Big Ten with wins over Michigan State, Indiana, and Ohio State, and their 0-11 since that. So it's not going too well for them. And uh, they're just, you know, not good. I don't know. I didn't even really think they were that good when they started out 3-0. I thought they had some players that were decent, but how good are they, you know? Um, I mean, well, and that's, you know, they beat Michigan State. Everybody thought that was a big win. Well, you look back on it, that wasn't much of a win. Um, beating Ohio State early, I guess, was really good. It's but, a big deal, yeah. You know. That's like an elite quad one win for a team that's 6-12. and 12. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in non-conference, they beat Arkansas, Pine Bluff, Chicago State, and Quincy, and then the Michigan State, Indiana, Ohio State games they won. L- losses in non-conference, they lost one game that was to Pittsburgh, and then they've had losses to Iowa, Michigan, Illinois, Ohio State, Iowa, Wisconsin, Penn State, Rutgers, Purdue, Indiana, Rutgers. So 11 losses in the Big Ten, 11 in a row. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what Northwestern team Illinois is going to see. But either way, it will probably end up being a fairly close game. Yeah, I, I'm hoping that this Nebraska game got them back to, you know, you say it after every close game or every loss, but um, hopefully – they find a different gear because they're going to, they're going to need it. Cause after Northwestern, the schedule gets tough. Yeah. You got Minnesota, Michigan state, probably going to reschedule with Michigan, Nebraska again, and Ohio then state. Wisconsin, Ohio state. Yeah. yeah. Just keep winning. Uh, That's right. Their starting lineup in the last game was Anthony Gaines, Chase Audige, Pete Nance, Miller cop, Ryan Young. So boo boo is coming off the bench. Wow. He, he has been awful, man. I mean, he is, I know you're not a fan. I said it, man. He's so overrated. I mean, he's so inconsistent. Zero points in a game. He's supposed to be their number one guy offensively going into the season. Now it's Adige who leads him in scoring, I think, at 14 a game. But, man, he's just not efficient. He can't score. He's small. Just what can you do? Uh, He uh, only had three in their last game against Rutgers. And what was he shooting? How many times? What did he shoot from the field? I don't know. I don't have one for five or something. I think it was probably so. Yeah. Uh, they shot well under 40% against Rutgers. I think it was 32%. Yeah. So, and the last game that they played that was really competitive was when they went to overtime with Indiana, which was their game before Rutgers, which that game was a, uh, not good to watch. <laughs> like I know a lot of people that were watching it. Cause it was like a four o'clock. It was like a four o'clock in the afternoon game and people were like forced to watch it. You know, the college basketball people, they're looking for a game. Oh, let's watch this Big Ten game. And it was like 20 to 18 at the half or something. It was ridiculous. Uh, bad game. But um, yeah, 
Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I forgot to put your prediction on the uh, banner, so I'll just do that real quick, and you I can stop while I'm doing that. Did you break it? Because I already put it on there. You probably didn't save it. Yeah, um, I you know, good teams are are beating Northwestern pretty handily, so I think Illinois really needs to come out and dominate and show them who Chicago's real team is. Loyola Chicago, yeah. True, true. Real Big Ten team. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> I mean, Champaign and Chicago are like two hours apart, aren't they? I'm not really worried about being Chicago's anything, to be honest. True. True. I mean, you tell me Chicago's like a top five city in America? I'm not so sure about uh, that. Okay, anyways, uh, I got Illinois winning that. <laughs> okay, Illinois winning this game, 82-65. What do you got? 74-61, I think. Uh, I don't I don't really want to pick them to score 80 points anymore because it's so weird how it works. Like, they scored 98 against Penn State. Right. They scored 81 against Northwestern, but 53 of that was in the second half. Yeah. Uh, and then against Nebraska, they scored 77, and they got to overtime. So I bet you're pretty happy that uh, uh, Nebraska beat Penn State so people can stop saying how they might be a tournament team, huh? I am. You know, I did tweet uh, Penn State is not good at all. Yeah. So but I think people have been saying they're they're they have a chance and oh my god, I think their narrative they, is so bad. They I don't want Lamar Stevens anymore, so shut up, people. I think they finally put that to sleep after getting beat by Nebraska. You would think, but whoever they play next, if they win, they're back. <laughs> We're right back. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't understand that whole narrative how that started. I think it's because like they were like Decently rated in Ken Palm or something at like offense or something. I don't even know. If I look here, they are, uh, yeah, 36th in offensive efficiency. So everyone thinks like they're good. The 37th overall in Ken Palm, it just, it doesn't make any sense to me. I don't look at that team and think they're good. Now, if they had Lamar Stevens still, they probably would make the tournament because he was by far their best player. Yeah. And he was very good. They were ranked in the top 10 last year, and who went into their own building in Iowa's return and beat them? Thanks for coming. Thank you. So, Illinois did. So, yeah. Uh, we did not mention that Illinois was ranked fifth in the committee's top 16. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. This We kind of just threw this pod together. It's been a busy day. If this would be – they would be in Region B with What's Baylor, your, Texas, and Tennessee. I think that's right where we predicted them, right? Five? Yeah, I, I thought they might be six just because of everyone's fascination with Villanova. Yeah. But the but committee knows Villanova what's up. Lost. Well, they lost today, didn't they? Or they lost yesterday. Yes, they lost the day of the rankings. Okay. All right. Well, yesterday. It's been a very I think, long I think Illinois, I think Illinois' net ranking would would put them above. They're, they're fourth the, now. So With the committee. So I think they're yeah they're fourth. I think it's Baylor, Gonzaga, Michigan. So who did you say they'd be in with? Baylor and Texas. Baylor, Texas, Tennessee, which is the region of defense. And Tennessee just lost, right? Tennessee lost to LSU in a game where, um, they gave up a lot more points than they usually do. Hmm. So if you look at defensive uh, adjusted defensive efficiency. On Ken Palm of those teams, Baylor is fourth, but I still think they're the best defensive team in the country. They just haven't played in a while. Uh, Tennessee is third. Illinois is uh, 16th, and Texas is 23rd. So that's four, all four teams top 25 in adjusted defensive efficiency on Ken Palm. So that would be the region of defense. And um, 
that would be probably the second hardest, second or first hardest region out of the four that they picked. Yeah. I think region one is not hard at all. I mean, Gonzaga is much better than Bama, Oklahoma, and Iowa, even though I think Bama would have a chance maybe. But uh, Michigan, Houston, West Virginia, Missouri is really weak. So Ohio State, Villanova, uh, Virginia, Texas Tech is the other region of defense because Virginia and Texas Tech, elite defensive teams. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll talk a lot more about that tomorrow on Countdown to March Madness number two, of course. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think that's it for this one, I think, unless you have anything else. Uh, That's all I got. Uh, I did see Andres Felice uh, signed a contract overseas and um, played his first game. So good for him. Congratulations. Yeah, that, I saw that too. Uh, I think maybe I forgot to retweet that. Interesting. For CB Pratt, I don't even know what country that's in, but that country is. Uh, I tried to look, somewhere. but it was all in a different language. <laughs> you could translate it, bro. You can't translate it when you go to their website, though. Like it didn't. Type it into Google Translate. Oh, geez, that's too much work. So I didn't want to report that uh, John Rothstein now has an Illini shirt. Oh, boy. So I'll put it on the screen here for the people that are watching the uh, the episode. CB Pratt is in Spain. Somebody's having a good time at your house. Yeah, I don't know why my mic picks up so much, and I like how they're <laughs> disrespecting me by doing this or doing something. Here's the Illini shirt. Very nice. Very nice. And as you can see, my tabs, I got some March Madness stuff here, some hockey stuff here. Um, yeah, I already bought this shirt. So there you go, folks. I like a little it. Priced, but you know, <laughs> a little. I, yeah, 30 is not bad. Yeah, that's what they are. would be nice. Kind of what they are. All but my also new like Illinois shirts were $30. $6 shipping. You know, Cost 120 stuff. bucks for four shirts. Nothing wrong with that. Just supporting your team, you know? That's right. So, that's all right, right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode, number 53. I'm going to go tell everyone to shut the hell up. Uh, <laughs> we'll be back, I guess, Thursday or Friday probably to discuss this game and then also uh, preview the Saturday Minnesota game, I guess. There's no time for that game yet, but if I had to guess, I don't think it'll be 11 a.m. I hope it's not. But it could yeah, be. Yeah, what is with this 8 o'clock, 11 a.m.? Like, we either play at 8 p.m. or 11 a.m. I'm tired of it. Can we just get, like, a 4 o'clock game? I'm trying Please. to remember the last game that wasn't 8 p.m. Well, I guess the Wisconsin game was 1.30 or whatever. But, uh, yeah, they, they do play at 8 o'clock a lot. Mm-hmm. So let's play Minnesota at 8 o'clock. All right. All right. Episode 54 later in the week. We'll see you then. Illinois better beat Northwestern. If they don't beat Northwestern, there's going to be a lot of rants going on. See you then.